Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Libra Cosmic Lounge with your hosts, Angie and Jovi. In this podcast, expect us to keep it juicy, real, raw, and relatable. We're going to dive deep into our personal and spiritual journeys. So if you're ready for some profound wisdom and open to exploring all things spirituality, stay tuned into the Libra Cosmic Lounge, your go-to spot for real conversations, cosmic connections, and a whole lot of good vibes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Libra Cosmic Lounge, episode two. And today is going to be juicy. Today, we're bringing you an episode on why religious cults exist. If you get a little triggered today, just sit with it. Okay. So, some stuff might come up for you, you know, in this episode. That's perfectly fine. One thing I want to put a disclaimer out there, like we're not here to shun religion. We're just here to bring awareness. Okay. With this episode. So, you know, um, I wanted to, we, we wanted to just go over like, first thing first is like, what is a cult? Right. And, you know, Joby and I have completely different, uh, backgrounds with religion. So you guys are going to hear a little bit about our stories, um, and our backgrounds with religion. But the first thing that we I want to go over is like, what is a cult, right? That's so important because sometimes we hear like cult and you're like, oh, you know, like you get a little, you know, like, uh, what are you trying to say, girl? What are you trying to say? <laughs> so <laughs> let's go over like the definition of like, what is a cult? So a cult is a group of people who really, really like something or someone. So I'm going to keep it real simple for you guys. So you guys understand that. And we're going to keep a language simple. Okay. So basically it could be a person, an idea or a belief that a specific person follows. So now you might like this person, this idea or belief so much that you start doing everything together and you kind of like listen only to your leader okay, or the person that you admire And sometimes it stops you from thinking for yourself. Okay. And so, you know, you kind of like go, a cult is all about like doing only what the leader says, or even the person that you admire says. And, you know, it's almost as if like, you're not thinking for yourself. So that's really what a cult is. And so the important thing to remember is that not all groups are bad. Obviously, you know, many groups are amazing. They're fantastic. And they teach us a lot of good things. So, it's important just to remember that a call is when a group goes too far, you know, and it can be very tricky because people in a call might not realize that that's actually a problem when you're just like following something blindly, you know, when you're just like sticking to a certain specific message without being open. And so it's very important to just like, to think for yourself, to be able to question things, you know? And so in cults, you're not allowed to do that. In cults, you're not allowed to think for yourself. You're not allowed to come out of the box, question certain things, you know? Um, it's kind of like, you're not allowed to think independently, you know? And so it's so important to, 
to notice when you're actually in a cult, right? When you're think when you're not allowed to think independently, when you're not allowed to come out of a certain box just because you're, it doesn't feel right to you. It just kind of feels feels off for you specifically, like your own intuition. It's like, this doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't feel right. I need to question this. I need to look deeper into that. And mm-hmm. cults usually don't want you to do that. They shun that. They tell you, you got to follow this, you know, faithfully because this is what I say and this is what the word is, you know? And so that's what we see a lot in, in religion. It's just very cultish. It's like just this one message and this one way and perspective of seeing one thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Without you being able to think for yourself, you know, or being able to decide and do things that just feel right to you just because you're like, this message doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. So that's basically what a cult is. Okay. So we're going to go and speak on that on like, why does that actually exist though? Right. And the majority of us people were very conditioned. So, you know, we grow up thinking that we have to follow the rules that society put for us, the box that society put for us. So, and if anything, like we kind of like live in a fucking cult, you know, like society in general is a big fucking cult, you know, because they, it's like, majority of people don't want you to think for yourself, you know, and majority of people don't want to think for themselves because when you think for yourself, it means I lead myself. I'm in leadership of me and my life and how I want to live it. You know, I question, I see what's right for me and what feels right for me. So majority of people, the reason cults exist is because majority of people are willing to give their power away. Mm -hmm. There's always someone who wants to be in power and wants to take that power away from you. And there's always someone else on the other side wanting to give their power away, thinking that that person or that leader or that, you know, whatever it is that you're following has the answers for my life. They know better than me. They don't, you know, I have to listen to them Mm -hmm. because they have, they have the answers. They're the powerful ones. And -hmm. it's like, there's always someone on the other end wanting to give their power away. And that's literally the reason why cults exist. So we're going to start today with Jovi's story um, because Jovi has a freaking powerful (laughs) background in religion. (laughs) She has an amazing background in religion. You know, she grew up Christian. She Mm -hmm. had grandparents that are pastors, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. she went through her own awakening, you know, her own spiritual awakening. And so now she's walking a very spiritual path that's, it's not a religious one. Mm -hmm. So I want her to like speak on, you know, what is, has been her, you know, what was her upbringing like and what it is like now that she's on this spiritual path and what's the difference. So take it away, baby. Well, thank you again for introducing that, you know, this story for me. And before I even get started, you know, this is not to shun on anything of the beliefs that I had in my previous, um, you know, like background. This is not to shun that, you know, the way how people believe in God or source or their higher power. I, I feel everybody has their own way and connection with source, but this is just my story. I want to speak my truth, my connection to source and what I went through in being in religion, in growing up, going to churches and different types of churches and trying to find that connection with God. Right. Um, and then also to the beliefs that people were putting onto me, the beliefs that my grandparents had, the beliefs that my parents had, you know? Um, and for me, I just, I was always a person that just questioned things. 
So growing up, like Angie mentioned, um, my grandparents were both pastors. You know, they they had a very big following. We, my grandparents, um, did a huge impact in community that I can give so much respect to. You know, um, going back to like when my grandmother passed away, I can see the impact that she did in women. But there was just certain things and beliefs that I just did not resonate with. Um, growing up, going to church, you know, they would take us as little kids and, you know, the culto is going on, like the church is going on, the pastor's like screaming and speaking in tongues. And I was just confused, guys. Like, to be honest, I would just sit there and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> there was no connection here. You know, literally there was times like I would fall asleep and then like, you know, your parents are pinching you like, oh, you know, like wake up and you know, you got to be singing and you got to have this connection. And it's just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what am I supposed to feel? I didn't feel anything there. It was just so much confusion. Um, You know, as I continued with um going to church, I would just really go because my parents were dragging me to go to church, you know, and it was at a point that I was just like, just sitting there and I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, like, I wasn't connecting in any type of way. And it wasn't really until I would say when I was in high school um, that I started to go a little bit more because I want, I always did have this connection with God, but I just couldn't find it at the church. It was just weird. Like it just couldn't connect there. And, you know, we started speaking on like, you know, God is very unconditional. He's very like loving, very caring. If you have strong faith, you pray like the things that are, you know, they're going to come to you. And if I'm, if, you know, I'm for me personally, like when I would pray, like, yeah, there was a lot of answered prayers, you know, by my faith, but it wasn't on, let's say now on the rules that came the fear-based things. Like I remember my mom would tell me like, oh, you like, when I was dating my boyfriends at the time, like, you know, you can't have sex before marriage. You can't, um, uh, you can't live with your partner before you get married because like God is going to like, like you're going to get punished. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense because you're on the one hand, you're telling me this person that is forgiving, loving, like source energy that is very unconditional. But then there's all these conditions. Like I can't have sex before marriage. I can't wear this. I can't do that. I can't put a tattoo on my body. Like if there's people that are gay, like you have to talk to them. Like it's very wrong. And I'm just like, but wait, I thought God was accepting of everyone. So this doesn't make sense to me. Like this is very conflicting to me. So for me, honestly, like I just continued my path, you know, and I let people speak whatever that they wanted to speak. Now that I have my moments where I was just like, oh man, like if I really do this, like, was there a lot of shame and guilt? Yeah, there was, you know, but I still went down the path of what I believed in because I had a very open heart. I've always been a person that I'm, I feel that I don't judge. I'm very open-minded. I wanted to understand deeper in a loving way. So, um, as time passed on, you know, in my twenties, I mean, I went through my party stage. I went, but I've always, like I said, I've always just had this faith. I've always felt protected. And I also got to give up a huge shout out to like my grandmother and like my mom and everybody for praying for me always for protection. Like I do believe in those things, you know, there is a protection mechanism there and I've always felt very protected. I just didn't believe on the dogma 
you know, like I just, that, that didn't resonate to me. So, um, as time went on, um, when my husband and I started like dating, you know, I asked him like, where's your faith at right now? And he's like, Oh, you know, I grew up in church. So we had a similarity there. Like, he's like, you know, I went to, um, a baptism church, you know, I still go to this church and we started to go there, but again, I couldn't find the connection. I'm like, I don't understand what they're saying. Like, and then all the time, different churches that I would go, go to, it was a different message. I'm like, Oh, but this leader, this pastor is saying I have to be like this. And then it would, another pastor would have said it in a different context. And it's just like, I couldn't connect. I couldn't connect again. And, you know, after my husband's father passed away, we just, you know, we stopped going to church. And, you know, I was like, I still have a connection with Source. It doesn't mean that if I don't go to church, I don't have a connection with God. I always have a connection to God. Like there was always that knowing, like, I ha- I am a piece of God and I feel that everyone is a piece of God, you know? So for me, that's where we just like stayed until I found Heartway, which is like my spiritual home. And then that was the t- transition of going through my awakening that everything now started to sink. Everything started to align. I was getting the synchronicities. I was like, okay, I found my home after 33 years of my life, you know, where I needed to find that connection or where I felt very connected, very aligned. And I was like, this is the community. This is where people are asking the deeper questions. This is where, um, you know, finding myself within with God, you know, and it was basically come as you are. It wasn't, they weren't shunning people. They weren't telling you, you have to be this way or here are the rules. And like, it was just a very open community. And all of us were just questioning different things. And that's where I felt more connected more than ever. So that's my story. I mean, I have so many more details, but just to like wrap it up in that type of sense, that's where my story came from. And now I walk this path where I just feel so liberated. I feel so free. I um, accept people wherever they are in their beliefs. I'm not here to tell anybody that my way is the best way. If your connection with source is in the church and, you know, in religion, like I'm happy for you. Like I'm not here to create any type of separation, but this is where I am. And I just would love like to just have that same respect that I have for others too. And then also too, if people don't understand, it's okay. Like I'm not here to be understood. I just know with my intent and what I feel is it's been the most liberating and the most connected I've been to source. And it's just so beautiful to be here. So that's part of my story. Now, Angie is going to take away with her story. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Like, I mean, we grew up completely different. Um, Very different. (laughs) I mean, like the fact that you grew up with pastors, like that's a big deal, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Like, so you have been in kind of like indoctrinated into like, forced to kind of like follow a certain path you know Mm -hmm. based on like how you grew up and just even having pastors you know surrounded surrounding you for me it was a completely different story like honestly I never resonated with religion I never resonated with the message that religion sent but I Mm -hmm. always felt connected to a higher power I always felt very connected to Jesus I was actually telling Joby before we started the you know um 
the podcast, I was like, when I was younger, like I had a really strong connection to Jesus Christ. Like I remember watching like the Jesus movie every Christmas, like literally every Christmas, I wouldn't miss it. Like it was something that was part of like, literally something that I did every single Christmas. And, but I always felt very connected. I always knew since I was a child that I was, there's a higher power. There's something bigger to the universe. I couldn't Mm -hmm. comprehend it. But I didn't grow up like my mom is not religious, you know, like my mom took me, I can count basically with one hand, the many times that I went to uh, church and, you know, and maybe she would do it like, let's say on like an Easter thing, you know, like she'll take us to Easter. But I remember like being in a church, like feeling like this is pointless. Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Extremely boring, you know, and I'm like, I would sit there as a kid, like, this is ridiculous. You know, like I, I've always had a very rebel. And here's the thing. I think the reason why God created me in a very like rebel energy. So anything that I felt like put me in a box or try to sell me on a certain belief system that I felt like didn't resonate with me. I was always Mm -hmm. like, nah, I'm not going there, you know? So for me, you know, I literally maybe have gone to a church like when I was uh, a child, like five times Um, with literally I can count it in one hand. And but growing up again, I always knew that there was a higher power, that there was a higher, you know, um, energy that that we come from, you know, and Mm -hmm. so for me specifically, the message that never resonated with me with religion was the how I noticed like everything was wrong. Like it was just like, everything was bad. Everything was evil. Everything was wrong. And it's like, you should not should do it like that. And that's not right. And that's (laughs) not right. And I was just like, bro, there's nothing right that we can do. You know, everything is fucking wrong. And it's just like, let us live life. Right. And it's just like, for me specifically, I I remember being like so scared about the um, one thing (laughs) that I was really scared of was death because Mm. religion forced that, although I didn't grow up in religion, it's all everywhere, you know? And the one message that they sent is like, if you do this, or if you don't do that, you're going to hell, you know? (laughs) And it's like, bro, I used to literally have anxiety about dying. Like, why am I so scared about dying? I shouldn't be scared about dying when in reality, dying just means I'm going to go literally transition and live in my truth, which is in spirit, right? Like, because that's really what we are at the end of the day is Mm -hmm. we're spiritual beings having this human experience. And, you know, for me, I just never resonated with religion. I've always been like, if you're going to put me in a box, I'm not, I don't belong there, you know, like, and so that's what I always felt with religion is like, they put you in this box. You have to be this mm-hmm. way. You have to do it like this. And you have to follow the word like this and like that and like that. And if you don't, you're wrong and you're going to hell. And I, that just never made sense to me. I also didn't like how they made certain people with certain specific experiences in life. Like for example, the gay people, the gay community, how they made them wrong, how they mm-hmm, made them like mm-hmm. this you're not supposed to be that way when i know very strongly the people that there's people that i've been around that since they were children they felt this way it's not something that they decided on it was more like something that they literally felt deep within their bones like i can't change this about myself and now you're saying that they they're wrong and they're going to hell you know and so we're always shunning that just never makes sense to me because again like joby was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. that unconditional love like If you say we have an unconditional love, loving God, why are we putting conditions? Why are we saying that you cannot be gay? That's a conditioning. You cannot be like that in order for me to love you, for you to be and go to heaven. That really never resonated with me. It just never made sense, you know? So 
um, it's so interesting uh, for me specifically. Like I, I've always been someone that I, I think for myself. So I've always had a problem with people who try to put down my throat a certain message. And I, when I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me, you know, um, mm -hmm. I've always been like that person. So mm -hmm. I think for good reason, because I honestly, <laughs> I've always been around, like my mother couldn't tame me, not, not alone the fucking religion, you know, like I, for <laughs> me specifically, like, it's just like, you can't, you know, you can't put me in a box. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm one of those people that I have to think for myself. I have to see how this feels for me. You yeah. know, I'm not going to follow you blindly just because you say this is it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I like mm -hmm. to question and I like to do my own research. I like to, you know, feel into things. So that's really my story. My story with religion is not long. because <laughs> I never had Very short. I have to like some lines <laughs> shorter because it's like, since I was born till now. Right. So now, <laughs> like, literally. I've gone through a lot, but that was just a little sum of it. <laughs> right, exactly. So I actually wanted to, you know, because there's so many religion, right? There's so many cultish stuff, you mm -hmm. know, and um, there's so many different messages. And this is what's interesting, right? Like you get to choose out of all the religions, like notice, like, this is why religion never resonated with me because like every single religion has a different message and it's like, what are we doing? You know, like, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. but majority of it is just like, no, I, I'm really, let's, let's read the, the, the passage from conversations with God. Oh yeah. So there's please. this like page on conversations with God, this passage, um, conversations with, with God is a book, by the way, written by Neil Donald Walsh. And this was the first book that when I read it, I was just like, literally hit me over the head. Like this, when I read it, this is where like my soul felt home. Like I was like, this shit makes sense. See this, whatever message this is, this resonates with me. Like this is this, this is yes. what makes sense to me. Yes. So let's read the passage. So the passage, basically, I'm just going to read you a little like, uh, you know, um, not a chapter, a like a section of it. So mm -hmm. it says, all your life, you have spent convincing yourself that you're bad. Not only that you're bad, but that things that you want are bad. Sex is bad. Money is bad. Joy is bad. Power is bad. Having a lot is bad. A lot of anything. Some of your religions have even got you believing that dancing is bad. Music is bad. Celebrating is bad. Soon, you'll agree that smiling is bad. Laughing is bad. Loving is bad. No, no, my friend, you may not be very clear about many things, but about one thing you are clear. You and most of what you desire are bad. So having made this judgment about yourself, you have decided that your job is to get better. So like that it's passage right there. And that, and that is what the upbringing is so much in these, like in religion or in cults, you know what I mean? It's like all these rules, the, the difference of like good and bad, there's no good and bad guys. Like it's all good. It's just our minds created to be bad. And then the things that we hear like, oh, you can't be doing this because music is bad. Sex is bad. Like, bro, we're sexual and notice, like, and, and no, like right like notice how everything that is pleasurable is bad yes. to religion like yes. why everything that brings us pleasure have to be bad how does that make sense yeah how? no sense yeah yeah it made no sense to me at all 
You know, I mean, I remember my mom, like she would love, like she would love like dancing salsa back then. And then when she really started getting into like, you know, going to the church and all that stuff, she was like, mama, like, no, 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 no puede bailar así. And then you see her internally, like I'll put, and she'll like, I'm like, mom, it's okay. Like it's, she'll start to have like a little bit of this guilt. I'm like, mom, it's okay. Like you can dance. Like there's right. music for a purpose for us to enjoy here. Like it was brought here for us to enjoy. Now, are there certain songs, the lyrics and certain things that you can un- like unconsciously that we're hearing from time to time that you can push away from? Yeah, but it's like music is not bad for you. Dancing is not bad for you. Dancing is like moving the energy around your body like too, you know, like a lot of us connect with music all around the world. We could just put a beat and we all connect to that, the frequency of that too, you know, but it's just so crazy to me to think about those things, like to think that money is bad, to think that sex is bad, to think about the things that you want to enjoy. Like, oh, we were talking about the the Jehovah, you know, that they can't celebrate birthdays and they can't celebrate Christmas. Like imagine being a child and like seeing these things, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, like really think about it that you can't celebrate your life you know like god god manifested us to be here to enjoy and we chose to be here too right like we literally made it to experience you know like and i don't know it's just it's really crazy to me to like think about those things like just to think about all the dogma all the rules and people just being trapped in that but also understanding what we talked about earlier before the podcast is like accepting where everybody is in their journey because some souls chose that route this time in their lifetime and you have to be okay with that i'm just happy my soul chose in this lifetime to awaken (laughs) (laughs) a word like and you know i was telling jovi earlier like it's so scary to not be awakened the shit that you do when you're unconscious and you're just living life like la 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 and like you don't know who you are and you just mm-hmm. like really don't understand yourself and like there's you make scary choices when you're in that state of unconsciousness you know and it's just like mm-hmm. or when you're at very low consciousness and when you feel like you can't trust yourself and so you have to follow blindly someone else you know mm-hmm. and um you know i was saying like it's so creepy it's so scary like in that like the choices that you've made based on on like what you think people are based on like the conditioning that you've you've taken on from society from your parents from whoever you know there's just literal conditioning all around and until you don't start to decondition everything you've learned because literally the awakening path is an is a path of unlearning of unlearning everything you have learned from other people so that you can start to live your life that is true for you, mm-hmm, you know, because you mm-hmm. get to decide that. You get to decide what's true for you. You get to decide how do you want to live life. You get to decide. And it, mm-hmm. it's just so crazy, really, for me that, like, how literally, like, if let's sit with that. Like, we have made everything wrong. Why? We're like, it's almost as like humanity is obsessed with suffering. And it's like, seriously, because if it's like we're making everything wrong. We're making money mm-hmm. wrong. We're making uh, living life wrong. We're making celebrating wrong. We're making all of these things wrong. It's like we're literally just mm-hmm. perpetuating mm-hmm. this cycle of suffering. It's like we're so obsessed with suffering that, uh, no, we can't be happy. We can't be That's freaking so crazy to me. <laughs> we should not have pleasure. 
in any way that is wrong. Anything that brings you pleasure, let's shun it. It's like it makes no sense when we really sit with it and think about that, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, you know, I wanted to really speak on, like, another thing about in regards to, like, how, our, like, a big thing for me, it was, like, uh, the, like the gay community or the LGBTQ community, like how yeah. religion or cultish religions just make it wrong. They make, you know, these uh, souls that are experiencing, you know, life through the lens of like the LGBTQ community, they're making mm-hmm. it wrong. They're making it evil. They're making, I'm honestly, if there's one thing I'm fucking sick of, like, mm-hmm. let's keep it real. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. the fact that in religion, what I've seen most of religion is mm-hmm. that we are perpetuating this cycle of like keeping things alive, of like making everything wrong, making everything evil. And like, it's like religion have not yet realized a lot of the religions have not yet realized how they're the ones keeping everything alive. They're the ones keeping evil alive. Cause if you notice, if you really were to notice, they're the ones all the time talking about evil shit, how things are evil and this is evil and this is wrong and blah, blah, blah. They're mm-hmm. the one keeping this cycle of like that infuses shame and guilt on a level that mm-hmm. is just like, what are we doing? Right. And anytime, anything that makes you feel shameful, anything that makes you feel guilty, mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel right, it's for a reason. Yeah. That's because it's not who you are. It's that it's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Anything that is not truth will not make you feel wrong, will not make you feel guilty, will not make infuse shame on yourself, you know? Yeah. So yeah. this is why it's so important to just like be aware of like when you're just following something blindly and you're not actually thinking to yourself, like, does this make sense to me? But why would I do that? You know, um, mm-hmm. if I had a child that was gay Really? My religion says that I can't, that's wrong. So now what? I don't, I should not love my child. I should shun my child, you know? And like, we see this with parents all the time Yeah, that they're making their children wrong, like when they're gay or whatever the case is. Um, And it's like, does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then also too, I think about, you know, the parents that are having those challenging times, right? It's also portraying like, you know, this image of like, oh my God, like let's say for example, their child came out gay or transgender or lesbian or whatever. And then they're in this community of like uh, religion. And then it's like, they're shunning and they're like not accepting their child. And then also not even bringing that to the church. Like, oh my God, I have to put, have this perfect image and I cannot like show and show that my child is lesbian. I got to try to fix them. And like, they're not accepting and they're not going to accept you in the church. Like that to me is so sad, you know, like it's really sad because it's like, it's so like, there's just so much, so much hypocrisy, hypocrisy. There we go. And it's just like, it's so wrong because it's like, you're saying one message and then it's another. And it's just like this battle, this against all the time, you know what I mean? And it's like, they they just grew up this way. And then the thing is, when we don't understand, it's like, oh, but you're not believing what I believe. So you're wrong. You're not right. You're not right. Like you have to right. be because this is what they're telling me mm-hmm. what it is. And it's like, damn, did you ever question those things? You know, so for me, it's just, it's really sad, you know, like- um but yeah yeah and and one thing that i noticed because what does that do really is that it's 
creating a bunch of separation because that's what religion really is has done mm-hmm. is like create separation in people oh mm-hmm. no that's wrong so you must not be you know you must separate yourself from them you know mm-hmm. you must shun them you must make them wrong because they are evil again this perpetuation this cycle of just keeping it alive they don't mm-hmm. even understand like in religion most people are so unconscious that they don't understand how you know they're so powerful that the things mm-hmm. that they're saying that they're the ones really keeping this stuff alive they're yeah. the, cuz they're the ones the only ones going around making everything wrong and everything people and another thing in in it that i've noticed in religious cults is like there's this savior complex yeah, they want to save. They want to save people. I gotta save them, and it's like this egoic thing that you really think that you know what's best for people, that you know what's best for a soul that came into this experience to explore a certain theme in their own lifetime. In this lifetime, you think you are the know-it-all. You think that such comes from such an ego perspective of thinking that you're the savior of people. You are not no one's savior and everyone is in a journey. Every single soul came here into this experience with a theme, a journey that they wanted to explore. Yeah. You're, you don't need to save anyone that you thinking that you need to save them is you thinking that there's something is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And that creates separation. You're just continuing to create this- separation and there's no oneness there, you know, right. like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. again, just putting people in a box all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why I connected so much with spirituality is because of that. It's just, I saw no separation. I didn't see, I saw more oneness. I understood that spirituality is like a, a journey, you know, it's a mm-hmm. journey of like you dis- discovering your true self, you know, mm-hmm. and no one is making you wrong. Everybody's saying in spirituality is about like, let's explore the shit, you know, let's see, is this right? Is this wrong? Whatever the case is, like, let's just explore, mm-hmm. let's be open to what there mm-hmm. is. And one thing I have noticed a lot from religious people and that especially what those that go against like the new age spirituality is that they're just scared. Like there's this fear of really touching into what the truth is. So Mm -hmm. they reject it, you know, Mm -hmm. because again, the ego will keep you stuck in like, no, because it's this way. And it's very, it could be very rigid. And it's like one way and the only way, one way and the only way notice that that's why there's so many religions because the ego is creating this like separation of like, mm-hmm. no, my way is the right way. My Christianity is the right way. My Jehovah nope. Witness way is the way. My blah, 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 blah is the way. Blah, 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 blah. Like all this separation <laughs> because it's like the ego wants a one belief system that is the only way. Yeah. But it's like, what is the truth? Find your, <laughs> own, find, find your own truth, bro. Like, you know, and the truth exactly. is all, obvious, all of us are connected. We're all exactly. pieces of God exploring. And it's so crazy because I was having this conversation with with, uh, with my husband, like even the things that are mind, because our mind is what's creating and like the, the defining what's right, what's wrong. Again, the ego, mm-hmm. right? And God is really experiencing all of this through all of us. So right, even the, the one, even the one that you see that's on the streets, um, uh, a bomb or whatever, like 
God is experiencing through him too, because there's exactly. God in him too. So it's like, yeah. it's oneness. It's all of us, you know? And I, that's the thing, like with religion is this separation and, you know, it's, um, you brought up the new age thing and I was actually like wanting to have a little bit of conversation within this, but I've noticed this, not maybe not a trend, but what I have been seeing. Right. So we have a lot of people that have been in the church, the religion, you know, um, following a, a certain type of dogma or belief that have gone through their awakening and are now, now in this space of new age. I just, I don't like calling new age because everything is just, we're, we want to put titles on everything. Right, you know? the ego but, does that. Yeah, you know, like, oh, it's the new age. And it's like, oh, these rituals or practices have been here for years, guys, for years, you know? So even before religion, started to exist but it's it's a new thing that people are seeing and now they're calling it new age whatever you want to call it but then what i'm also seeing is people that have practices of new age things converting themselves to christianity or religion and it had me, you know, like kind of like thinking about these things, like why is it that we're going through this like experience, you know, um, that people are switching over, you know, and then like, again, going back to the separation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Have you thought about that? Like, has that come up for you of like, why? Like, because I've seen people that now are practicing the things that I'm more interested in, where I feel connected in these rituals. But now I'm seeing like people, you know, they come and they're like, oh, you got to be careful because you may be calling bad spirits and et cetera. (laughs) But it's like, I feel so much more connected to God in this type of way. Like, I don't feel I'm calling anything bad, but no, it's feeling so good. But be careful, be careful because, and I don't know, like, I just don't feel connected in that type of way. Yeah, for me, I have seen that. And what comes for me is that what I realize is that, again, people are scared. Again, people, there's always someone out there. Look, it takes a lot of fucking courage and leadership to say, I don't fucking believe in that shit. You know, it takes a lot of leadership and courage to say, this doesn't resonate with me. Actually, Mm -hmm. this is the path that feels right for me. And majority Mm -hmm. of people don't have the balls to do that shit. You know, it takes courage. And at the end of the day, like we have to have compassion for people because Mm -hmm. the ego does get in the way. People, all they want to do is get be loved and accepted. And what happens is that when we start to awaken and we go into spirituality, Mm -hmm. majority of people are shunned. Like there's then comes a freaking what is it? What is it? Like uh, like a bunch of like all the religious people. Forget about it. Like when you start to awaken and you start to come into these practices a bunch of religions people show us show up because again is that's the challenge right it's like well let's see do you really know and you stand for whatever it is that you stand for and want to believe in and what you your path is mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like are you gonna allow these religious people to again eat your brain you know mm-hmm. and it's like bro like let me live <laughs> you know and it, again a lot most majority of people the reason the people that i have seen that convert from new age uh spirituality back to religion or christianity again they just didn't have the courage to -hmm. stand for what they were believing in they weren't Mm -hmm. solid in what they felt that was true for them you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's easy to you know again people want to be loved and accepted and if you get a bunch of people that start telling you this is wrong, that is evil, blah, blah, the fuck, blah. Like, I'm so sick of that message for real. Like, at this point, I'm just like, 
seriously, guys, so we got to do better. Everything yeah. can be evil and everything can be wrong. Like, seriously, Ooh. sit with yourself. Like, mm -hmm. come on, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, for me specifically, um, that's what I've seen. It's just that it really takes a lot of courage. It, it really takes a lot of leadership to say, well, okay, I feel like you do not resonate with my path. Great. Then you don't have to resonate with my path. This is yeah. my path. You mm -hmm. know, and spirituality is where I feel most connected. I feel, you know, I don't need an outside church. I don't need anything else. I don't need a call. I don't need somebody telling me what to do. I can stand in my own leadership and lead my own life the way I want to lead it, mm -hmm. you know? And again, that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of balls to be like, your, your message does not resonate with me. And yeah. I don't care if you believe in that, if you think it's evil, if you think it's wrong, I don't think it's, it it's is. Exactly. You know, I mm -hmm. stand in my truth. This is my truth. Mm -hmm. And most people waver in their truth. Yeah. Because yeah. again, it's, it's scary when people start coming at you. And you know? it takes a lot of courage for that. Yeah. And just a reminder that you are the creator. You are the creator of your reality. And a lot of people are just like, no, you can't do that. It's wrong. You know, it's like you are the creator of your reality. You know, just question the things, ask yourself the questions. If things are coming up for you, even if this message, if you're feeling triggered, ask yourself why, you know, and I'm not here or Angie and I are not here to be like, this is just what it is. I just, we just want you to explore within and ask yourself, why are you feeling yeah. triggered here? That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so. like what feels right for you, you know, like the minute, <laughs> that's why the minute I read conversations with God, my mm -hmm. intuition was like, yes, yes, yes. Like this feels right for me. This feels good. This, this makes sense to me. Yeah. I felt very connected to the message that mm -hmm. I was sending. I didn't feel shame. I didn't mm -hmm. feel guilt. I didn't feel any, any of that. See, mm -hmm. I didn't feel any of those negative, lower vibrational emotions because mm -hmm. it finally felt like truth. Like mm -hmm. my truth, this yes. feels right for me, mm -hmm. you know, and usually that's how intuition is. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's just a big difference in religion versus spirituality, you know, and, and religion is more like this. there's this box you got to follow, these rules you got to follow, this way of being, this truth you got to follow and the only way and the only way, you know, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. just this one way. And that's what the religion really is about. And it's like, if you don't, if it's not your way, then you're out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I recently did like a challenge, uh, a spiritual morning challenge. And there were people in there from all walks of life, you know, and like, you know, people who read amazing. the Bible, people who are into like chakras and people who are into, you know, all the spiritual stuff. Like there was just this combination. And again, because it was very open, it's like you get to choose how you want to practice your own spirituality, how yes. you want to practice, how you want to connect with God, how you want to practice whatever it is that you want to practice. You know, mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. think for yourself. If the message of this podcast is let's think for ourselves, let's feel what's right for us. Exactly. You know, there's no <laughs> one right way. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many ways. There's so many ways to do things. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you see you find yourself stuck there, you know, and like, oh no, this is the only way. Like, notice that's coming from your ego. Okay. Yeah. And the yeah. ego always wants to keep you in exactly where you're at and exactly the victim consciousness, exactly stuck in the box and the only way in one way. You know, yep. it's not very open to all the experiences of life. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, anything else you want to input in here, uh, Joby? 
no i think we covered pretty well what this topic was about um you know the, the conversation all in all was about religion versus spirituality and again you know i just like what angie said earlier it's just challenge challenge yourself explore within find your connection um don't you don't need to be a follower you know you have your own power find create your own reality and question the things that you're believing in are you believing in them because other people are believing them or is this because you really truly do resonate you know and explore within yourself you know it's it's a beautiful journey yes there's going to be things that come up you know, because the spiritual journey is, you know, people think like, oh, I'm healed and I'm great. Like, no, it's it's going to be a challenge because you're going against also the ego. You're going against the beliefs that you had of, you know, from other people's beliefs, you know, but find yourself. This is all about finding yourself within and your connection and just reminding yourself and reminding us all that we are all connected. It's okay. Like, yes, we all have our differences and stuff, but we are all connected as one. That's it. Right. Point blank. Period. <laughs> yeah, I I really love this uh, podcast because this, I'm really passionate about this stuff. Anything that is just like challenging <laughs> the status quo, I'm like, yes, let's challenge that. <laughs> like, really, like sit with the like any message that you hear that makes you feel shameful and like wrong and etc. Like that's how you know. Like mm-hmm. that's key factor anything Mm -hmm. that makes you feel shameful wrong like guilty about something that message is not your truth yes there's no your truth does not feel wrong Mm -hmm. your truth is feeling reson like resonates it feels good it feels good in your body it feels like peace okay it feels like love you Mm -hmm. know that's the truth you know everything else like fear is an illusion you know all the scary shit that they tell you like all the hell and all uh, and evil and wrong uh, like that's all conditioning and that's Mm -hmm. all illusion stuff it's not the truth Mm -hmm. you know so just be mindful of what message are you following who are you following and why are you following them you know um is it because you think that they know better than you is it because you think that they have all the answers to your life you know and 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 because you don't trust yourself you know Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. it's so important that like you're here if one thing is like you're here to create yourself you're here to choose for yourself what feels right for you you know you're here to explore life like literally make life pleasurable like let's yes. stop as a society or even as humanity in general with this obsession of suffering that everything is wrong and all these things are wrong. Like why? Why can't it be pleasure? Why can't it be fun? Why can't it be exciting? Why can't it be like all the things? Like even yes. in sadness, you can find beauty, you know? Like, you yes. know, like everything really is mm-hmm. like really beautiful. And it is. um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, this podcast was amazing. Like, so think for yourself, be mindful of like what things, your messages you're following and, you know, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys for, for listening. Mm-hmm. So what else we got? Well, yeah. if you guys can please like this video, we are going to have the video this time. So if you're listening on Spotify, we will be on YouTube. Um, please like, subscribe. If you guys have any comments, any questions, we would love to hear back from you guys. Um, We're very grateful for the first episode. We got great feedback from you guys and we're very just admired, appreciated that you guys are tuning in and yeah, I think we're good.
<laughs> yeah. So love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in again. And we see you for episode three. Stay tuned. Yes. Bye. Bye.